3: Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
4: Who does Sean Hannity choose when diversifying his savings with gold and silver? None other than the top-rated precious metals company, Goldco. Goldco is a seven-time Inc. 5000 winner with thousands of five-star reviews. And they've helped tens of thousands of Americans place over $2 billion in gold and silver. They're Sean Hannity's top choice. And right now, they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. Go to HannityGold.com to learn more. That's HannityGold.com. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload.
5: All right, news roundup and information overload hour. Here's our toll free number. It's 800 941 Sean if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, Now, we do have an update on what we're calling the Joe Biden bribery and money laundering scandal allegations that are out there. Uh, We know about Joe Biden using a fake name when he emailed. The family money manager who Hunter used to funnel money to his father for, quote, home repairs and uh, 54 apparently private emails uh, to this gentleman by the name of Eric Sherwin, who worked closely with Hunter to pay for these repairs. Uh, but according to an email search released uh, yesterday by the House Ways and Means Committee, the the email data provided to the committee by irs whistleblower joseph ziegler who went before the house ways and means committee uh, behind closed doors alongside with whistleblower gary shapley and many of these conversations with sherwin happened around the spring of 2014 when hunter joined the board of burisma the oil and energy giant in ukraine where he got paid millions even though he admits he had no experience and joe leveraged that billion dollars Uh, but anyway apparently joe biden directly communicated 327 times in total uh, with Mr. Sherwin uh, and uh, with Hunter copied on 38 of those emails. Like, excuse me, by the way, he shouldn't be having a private email account. And then we you know, have more news that has been coming out today. Hunter Biden's lawyer pal loaned him nearly $5 million. This is the guy out in California that has been mentioned a lot in the news Uh, but Joseph Ziegler telling the House Ways and Means Committee that Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, received almost $5 million in loans from a donor for personal expenses. Uh, That's money we have discussed about in the past. Uh, We now know the first brother, Joseph Biden, is now stonewalling a House subpoena. We're not sure what Hunter's going to do, but if they do what they did to Steve Bannon, and peter navarro it's going to be very very different now joe biden was asked about this but he didn't want to talk about his reported communications with his son his brother and james remember as a candidate and as president he has repeatedly denied ever talking to hunter or his brother or anybody for that matter about their foreign business dealings we know that was a complete and utter lie
3: Uh, there's polling by the associated press that shows that almost seventy percent of americans including forty percent of democrats believe that you acted either illegally or unethically in regards to your family's business interests. Can you explain to the Americans, uh, to Americans at this impeachment inquiry, why you interacted with so many of your son and brothers, foreign business associates? I'm not going to comment on that. I did not. And it's just a bunch of lies. You didn't interact with many I, there of there their lies. business associates?
6: I did not. There's what? lies. What's
5: we have the emails. He's just flat out lying there. And anyway, the IRS whistleblower confirming, as I said, the $5 million uh, in, quote, a loan. There's an awful lot of loans involved in this. Uh, but anyway, the House committees produced at a 78-page report on the DOJ's deviations in the Harner-Biden probe. 78-page report. Anyway, here to join us to talk about it. And he was in the room. It's his committee that interviewed uh, Joseph Ziegler, Mr. Shapley. Uh, and that is the House Ways and Means Committee, whose chairman Jason Smith is with us right now. Mr. Chairman, welcome back. Thank you for being with us.
3: It's great to be with you, Sean. A very enlightening
5: day yesterday. Why don't I let you just take the ball and tell everybody what you what you learned yesterday?
3: Sure. Um, our hearing was roughly seven hours, and what we found is that President Biden. He repeatedly said he had no knowledge of his son's business dealings, but we now have 327 emails proving otherwise. The docs that we released yesterday, they show he didn't just know about his son's business dealings. He was intimately involved and exchanged hundreds of emails with his son or his son's business associates, like Ed Swearin that you were referring to. There were. There were 54 different emails, Sean, that was just from the fake aliases of Joe Biden to Ed Schwerin, which is the architect of all the shell companies of of Hunter Biden, where they have funneled millions of dollars. Why would the president of the United States, who knows nothing of his son's business dealings.
5: But this is when he was vice president. Am I correct about that?
3: He was vice president. In fact, it's really important. In 2014, is a very important year that was highlighted in these emails. There were five emails just days before, just days before the president went to Ukraine in June of just the president and Ed Schwerin. And then there were 27 emails just from the president to Ed Schwerin right before his November trip to the Ukraine. And as you know, um, the president's son, Hunter Biden, received millions of dollars serving on the board of Burisma, the Ukrainian company, and Joe Biden went over there and said, hey, we're gonna hold $1 billion if if, if you, unless you fire the prosecutor that's investigating the head of Burisma. And guess what, that prosecutor got fired and that $1 billion was released. It's just a lot of interesting-
5: And and by the way, what was the consequence of that? That Hunter, who admitted he had no experience, continued to be paid millions?
3: That's exactly right. He continued to get paid millions.
5: Well, let me ask you then directly, if I may, Mr. Chairman, does that mean that Joe Biden took official actions as vice president that benefited directly his son and his son's business partners? And if you look at that timeline, correct me if I'm wrong. On October, uh, in October of 2015, didn't it become official Obama administration policy to make this one billion dollars in loan guarantees because the an interagency decision had been made that Ukraine had made enough progress on the issue of corruption that they they deserved the money and that they were willing to give the in loan guarantees and didn't five days before joe biden in december 2015 the same year went to ukraine uh didn't joe biden get on a phone call with two burisma executives and his son hunter that were in dubai and five days later is when he leveraged the billion dollars uh what does that sound like to you is that all correct sir
3: sean that that sounds all completely correct to me the issue is just these IRS whistleblowers, Sean, have have disclosed more than eleven hundred pages of documents, proving and showing numerous examples of where official activities are surrounded by uh, Hunter Biden's business interest, and clearly we know. According to the IRS whistleblowers, that the way that they made money with that, the Biden family was selling the brand and the brand was Joe Biden. And that's why I made the statement yesterday that it appears to me that Joe Biden uses used Air Force two more as a corporate jet for his son's business interest, whether it was flights to Ukraine or flights to Mexico. There's so many examples.
5: Let me ask you, um. Do you believe this investigation now is about Joe Biden way more than Hunter Uh, is uh, when you look at everything that you have discovered and all the information James Comer in in the Oversight Committee has discovered and Jim Jordan has discovered? Are we looking at the possibility that then Vice President Joe Biden uh, facilitated a bribery operation? Do you believe that to be true, sir?
3: Sean, this investigation has always been about Joe Biden and not Hunter Biden. Additional information that we released yesterday in taxes, but Morris was actively considering the political damage, the political damage. There's a letter, there's an email that Kevin Morris sent the tax preparer for Hunter Biden saying we need to pay these owed taxes or it's going to face personal and political risk. The only person that would have faced political risk is Joe Biden because it was three weeks before Super Tuesday, three weeks before Super Tuesday, which was so important for him to get the presidential nomination. That is why the IRS whistleblowers thought that there was potential campaign finance crimes. But guess what? The Justice Department said no.
5: Well, let me ask you this. I mean, we have Farrah laws. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think Paul Manafort was charged with those. Uh, Did Hunter Biden or or did everybody in this company register as the law requires under the Farrah Act?
3: There has been no record of them registering under that act. That is another issue that Jim Jordan is is looking aggressively on.
5: What else did you learn in this meeting? And by the way, these whistleblowers have been very brave. Have they faced any retribution?
3: The the whistleblowers um, had the opportunity in the hearing yesterday to rebut a lot of what Democrats were saying. There was Democrats in that hearing that was targeting them, saying that they weren't providing new information, um, tried to even allude that they weren't telling the truth. But one thing we know, Sean, is that these whistleblower stories have been consistent the stories that have not been consistent is what's coming out of the white house the white house has continued to change their tune one thing that we also learned yesterday sean is that um we we know that when a chinese energy executive um was charged with bribing bribing government officials in chad and uganda that was patrick ho same individual that paid Hunter Biden a million dollars, a million dollars for legal services where there's no record that there was ever any legal services. This guy, this happened six weeks after Sean, the WhatsApp message that the IRS whistleblowers gave us that said, I'm seated here next to my father waiting for your response, wanting your payment.
5: And then five days later, $5 million was wired. Is that correct?
3: It was a few, It was within so many days later. There was a substantial amount of money that was wired and it was transferred into multiple, well, multiple shell companies that ultimately led to forty thousand dollars, ten percent to the big eye, um, as a loan repayment of James and Sarah Biden to the President of the United States, Joe Biden.
5: One of the whistleblowers. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it's Joseph Ziegler. Uh, Had testimony yesterday and said, I can tell you that as a fellow Democrat who has previously voted for your Democratic colleagues, I am extremely disappointed and hurt by some of your comments and actions. I have read the recent comments, concerns, attacks lodged by some of you uh, during your most recent executive session. And I fear how those comments may chill and intimidate future whistleblowers from coming forward again in the future. Those comments have lodged. Uh, you have lodged, have impacted me and my family. My husband's business has been attacked. I have been personally attacked by Biden family attorneys and members of the media. Uh, do you want another mouthpiece for the Biden family attorneys, or do you want some time to understand what went wrong here and make a bipartisan attempt to prevent it from happening again? Uh, that's a pretty powerful statement uh, from one Democrat to Democrats on your committee, sir.
3: You know, we released the official transcript of the entire closed-door hearing. So that anyone in, in, in the United States, anyone in the world can read this. It is it is quite disturbing of some of the questions that came from Democrat members to these whistleblowers. But I'll tell you, these two whistleblowers did a phenomenal job yesterday. Mr. Ziegler that you were talking about, He um, he he even made statements that there was nothing to verify. That there were that there were loans in the evidence that they were looking at. You know, the Biden family continues to say that um, all these huge payments—the two hundred thousand dollar check, the forty thousand dollar check—was was was loans. But there was nothing these IRS investigators could see. It and even Mr. Ziegler, who's been an IRS special agent for thirteen years, said that. What he found in the course of this investigation was completely, completely outside the bounds of what was normally accustomed to that. That tells you how disturbing it was, how the upper hand of the Justice Department came in and stopped a lot of important leads and in investigations that led to Joe Biden.
5: Only because I'm running out of time, Congressman, we'll give you the last word.
3: Um, where is this headed? Those, It's heading... Um, I think exactly where you think it is. We're following the facts and and it's clearly leading to a place that, that it looks like the president of the United States could become compromised because it truly shows that the, the selling the family brand, which is Joe Biden, all over the world to China, Ukraine, Romania, the millions of dollars that came in it's so disturbing but we need to get additional answers and this administration needs to cooperate they haven't been doing that right now and so we need to force them to to cooperate that's why we want hunter biden to come in for depositions on december 13th and if he doesn't we need to hold him into contempt
5: will you hold them in contempt the way steve bannon and peter navarro were held in contempt
3: I don't believe just because his last name's Biden, he should be treated any differently. We absolutely should hold him in contempt, just like the Democrats did that to to everyone else.
5: Congressman Jason Smith, chairman of the very important, powerful House Ways and Means Committee. Sir, thank you for your good work, and thank you for being with us and sharing uh, all the details of yesterday. We appreciate it.
0: Anytime, Sean. Thank you.
4: Go to lifelock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at lifelock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call.
5: You know, Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. No four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and top-tier data security. Now, qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and, of course, mobile hotspot. Now, Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. The average family saves close to $1,000 a year. So let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. It's simple, it's fast, it's easy. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean and claim your eligibility for your free brand-new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, and switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk.
2: With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See Lisa.com for more details.
5: You know, Michael and Dell, he's always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. And you know what it's like, for example, if you go into a store, you need a new set of towels. All right, they feel soft. You think they're absorbent? You bring them home. Uh, Maybe they are for the first time or two you use them. They're not so soft, not so absorbent. That's why Mike Lindell was inspired to create an entire two brand new lines of my towels for you to try. Now, what makes these towels different and great is they're made with 100% what's called long staple, sharper cotton, comb, ring spun cotton. That's what makes these towels absorbent and softer than ever. And they also have right now 50% off their introductory offer. When you go to MyPillow.com, the Sean Hannity Square, if you want their designer premium line, also 50% off, you can get that. It's only 20 bucks more. They have other deep discounts on other great MyPillow products. It's simple. Get this great deal right now, MyPillow.com, Sean Hannity Square, or just call 800-919-6090, and those towels will change your life. Anyway, it's a good time for Christmas to buy gifts MyPillow.com, Sean Hannity Square. All right, when we come back, your call straight ahead.
6: James Comey, you have the right to remain silent, and you might want to use it.
5: This is the Sean Hannity Show. Hi, 25 to the top of the hour, toll-free our number. We'll get to your calls, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, Hannity live audience show tonight and tomorrow. Tickets are free on Hannity.com um oh we got new tape of the attorney general of the state of new york Letitia james who's bringing the civil case against the trumps with a judge that values mar-a-lago by the way linda did you notice last night i i offered donald trump 18 million dollars for mar-a-lago i'm sure i'm not the only person now i don't have 18 million dollars laying around
1: i think you liked it
5: um and uh that would be the deal of the century and um but he, I said, I'll even give you 19 because I could get investors in two seconds because it is probably worth eh, much closer to a billion dollars. The very thing they're accusing him of, they're guilty of, the judge in this case. Anyway, Why I said,
1: don't we talk more about that judge? That judge
5: is because it's all baked in. I mean, He
1: seems to have a, a real, um, real knack uh, for a creative habit of, of photography. Right? Really? have you guys seen the photos haven't seen i, inv- it. I invite everyone to well, he seems to, to the judge
5: you mean the pictures of him in the gym act, thinking he's all jacked
1: I, d- I don't know that he thinks he's jacked i don't know that that's the word i mean
5: well if you didn't think you were jacked why would you have put that photo up which by the way there are
1: other reasons for sure that- um
5: Okay. I, I I sucked. I think we need to stop this discussion. He may right.
1: have dementia like our president. It's possible.
5: Anything's possible. He really, well certainly he smiles for the cameras on cue. He I noticed loves
1: that. to smile. Did you okay, so the girl that sits next to him in that initial photo? I never noticed this until last night. I was watching that shot of her. She literally rolls her eyes when he does it. It's everything in her. Like you can tell that this guy is a ham. Like, he's just like the rest of these idiots that will do anything the left wants to hurt Trump. Well, Pretty funny, actually.
5: Uh, by the way, reminder, this holiday season, our friends at the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, they are delivering on their commitment to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes during their annual season of hope. And that means between now and Christmas, the foundation, they're delivering mortgage-free homes to dozens of America's catastrophically injured vets, first responders, and Gold Star and fallen first responder families. Now, one hero that received a home during the foundation season of Hope is Captain James Howard. Now, Captain Howard served for years, mostly in the 82nd Airborne Division, and trained for special forces, but he did sustain many serious injuries, and today he is a C5 quadriplegic who lost uh, his hand and leg functions and is paralyzed from the chest down. Anyway, Tunnel to Towers, they gave, he, they gave Captain James Howard and his family a fully adapted mortgage-free smart home to ease their financial burden and make day-to-day living a lot easier. That's the mission of the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. We hope you'll join all of us here at Team Hannity and commit to $11 a month so this great work can continue. Go to their website. It's the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org for the tunnel to Towers Foundation. Uh, all right. Now, before we get to your calls, um, there's new Letitia James tape. She is the attorney general of New York who's brought this civil case against Donald Trump. Um, we have new attacks of Letitia James. She says, oh, I've never attacked the Trump family, etc., etc." Not so. Let me play the new ones.
7: He's called me venomous. We will. Back to your attempt to bring Trumpism to New York City. Called me radical. Listen, we know he's crazy. We know he doesn't have a sound mind.
3: We know he's out of control. We know he's losing it. We know his
7: days are numbered and we will come together. He's called me a racist. We've got to stand up to an, an administration which is too male, too pale.
5: Anyway, eight hundred nine four one Sean on number. Paul is in California. Paul, how are you? Why are so many people leaving your state?
6: Well, number one, Newsom—he—he's uh, destroying us here, uh, and it pretty much showed as his answers were on his uh, debate with DeSantis the other night. Uh, the guy just doesn't have anything to say, um, and that debate was a uh, was a great model, Sean, of what uh, what debate should be like I think the audiences are distracting and uh, they feed off of that I think that uh, the way you pulled that off was was excellent
5: well I appreciate your kind words honestly it was a pretty heavy lift behind the scenes I, I'm keeping my word I promise not to divulge the nature of what went on behind the scenes but let me tell you something it was a heavy 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 lift that's all I'm going to say um, but, the, you know, I think it was enlightening. I mean, I, I think the disparity speaks for itself. Look, there are people that want more government. They want government in every aspect of their lives. They think government is, is helping them. I only, you know, point them in the direction, how's your Obamacare working out, those promises? How's Medicare and Social Security doing because they're both headed for, towards insolvency? How's your local school district doing? Again, government-run schools. How is law and order where you live? I don't see where government steps in that things are usually successful. I think they make things worse. But that's up for people to decide. Up to people to decide that.
6: Well, well, I'm glad you uh, were letting uh, the counters go on back and forth with that, as opposed to the first time you had Newsom on there that he kind of ran you over and uh, just he's a big talker. Uh, well, he
5: didn't run me over. I'm, to get that interview, I I made a promise to him that I would ask a question and I would sit back and, and give him time uninterrupted to answer. And sometimes, and by the way, I, I think that's better for the audience. And what I did in that interview was I said, okay, here are the numbers of people leaving your state, why? And I let him answer. You know, here are your tax rates compared to other states. Why are you so high? Here, here are crime statistics, here are homelessness uh, statistics, and give them a chance to answer. Um, it sounds to me like you wanted me to debate him, but I said to him I would give him uninterrupted time, and I kept my word.
6: Yeah, I I, I, I agree with that, but, but he just seems like he would go off onto other states and make a comparison or just a statement about the other states and not really address what...
5: Well, let me tell you one thing that's impossible. and This came out during, what, I think, the town hall that CNN had with Donald Trump is... You know, the moderator decided it was their role to take on the issue of fact checking in real time while you're supposed to be interviewing somebody else. For example, when I when I had a town hall with Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who I do happen to like, but he's not really as conservative as people seem to believe. And I'm kind of a little shocked that people don't know his record a little better. But what I did in that debate, and I said it up front because he has such controversial positions on many issues I said, I'm not here to debate him. i am He's a candidate for president. I am here to let him explain what he thinks and how he thinks and what he would do. And it's at that point, if I start arguing with him and interrupting him every five minutes, I don't think that's as enlightening to the audience as letting him answer the question whether I agree or disagree. Do you, oh, so,
6: absolutely. Absolutely.
5: And I think the audience is smart. The audience, they're, they're going to see through. A non-answer they're gonna see through you know an idea that's not particularly bright in my view
6: I have a question for you the uh, what these Democrats and the progressives are are doing uh, there's really never been uh, a clear-cut explanation of why would somebody try to destroy the country or the state whatever government that is actually supporting them letting them live in peace why would you want to destroy your own country
5: I, I I really don't know. You're talking about Israel, obviously.
6: No, I'm talking about our country, Biden, all the Democrats, what they are doing to this country.
5: Well, look, I think there are two types of Democrats, okay? I think, I think Democrat, number one, is a true believer, and they actually think that they're doing the right thing. Then you've got the people that know darn well that they're accumulating power at all costs, and whatever they have to do to hold on to that power, they will do. And I've met both of them, and I can spot it usually a mile away. And I think, you know, unfortunately, there are way too many of our countrymen and women that believe socialism is the future of America. I would argue that that would make America unrecognizable. I think socialism, I wrote a whole chapter in Live Free or Die, America and the World on the Brink, about socialism and its history of failure. And it doesn't matter what name it's given, what manifestation it takes on, what you call it. None of that matters because it always ends the same way. Unfulfilled promises, more poverty and a loss of freedom. That's what that's all you really need to know about government. Uh, And again, I go back to, you know, how is law and order and safety and security where you live? How is the educational system where you live? How's your Obamacare exchanges working out? You know, average family saving $2,500 $2,500 on average per year and keep your doctor, keep your plan. No, that didn't happen. You know, why is Medicare and Social Security headed towards insolvency? Because they raided the lockbox and stole our money. So I, I just don't have the faith in government. And many other people want to put their their. I think it's false hope if you're putting it in government. I think once they get in power, they'll do whatever they want. And they don't really care. Uh, they, they view themselves as the elite class. I believe in the working class I think the people that make I think it's the people of this country that make America great I don't believe its government that makes anything great government as Thomas Paine the great pamphleteer said in common sense in its best form is but a necessary evil in its worst form an intolerable one I think we're now at the intolerable point but Paul appreciate your call my friend eight hundred nine four one Sean we have Cheryl she's a professor apparently from California hey Cheryl how are you
7: It's nice to talk to you again, Sean, and and to Linda, and wish you both, first of all, a healthy and happy Hanukkah, because right now we need a lot of light on all this darkness that's going on on these campuses and in these cities. Um, to the three students, I just want to say you are the modern day Maccabees and keep it up because there's a lot of us professors and parents out here throughout the United States and people like Sean that are on your side. To the presidents, I and God bless Elise Stefanik for everything she said and what she should have said to them is, I know you're a bureaucracy and it takes time to investigate and I'm not asking you for the names of the students that you're uh, punishing, but I just want to know. How many students have been suspended? How many have been, um, uh, you know, expelled. Um, how long does your investigation take? Usually, if you report vandalism, a police officer comes, he takes a report, and you find out right then and there. Don't you have cameras on campus? Don't you know who these students are? What about the students who are blocking students from going to class? How are, are you going to do anything about that? Because then those students are also missing class, and they're, and they are preventing students and professors from getting into class. So what are you doing about safety? How many police officers are you having? Are you going to have police officers escort these kids? I mean, she could have just gone on and on and on. But the problem is that these people have their pat answers. And by the way, how many of your diversity, equity and inclusion officers would be out there in a heartbeat if these were KKK students blocking black students from attending campus or, um, you know, straight Students blocking LGBTQ students. This only happens with Jews. And this is happening not only on every campus, but now we've got the cities joining in. And shame on Governor Newsom, because there were 80 Jewish and Christian organizations throughout the state of California that begged him, begged him not to allow this ethnic studies garbage to be pushed as a requirement now for all high school students. And he would not veto that bill. And to all the governors out there, you have some control. You have control on funding. And to the federal government, you have control on funding that you could be pulling back from all of these universities saying, until you clean this up. And that's where what Bill O'Reilly just said, President Trump should be touting every single thing that the great one read on his show about all the things that he did to prevent this from happening on campuses and in cities. Last night in the city of Santa Ana, they were pushing a resolution, and these people are organized. And that's the other thing I would be asking all these people. If this is a campus where students had to apply with GPAs and SAT scores, to get in, to work, to get their profession and become good citizens? Why are you allowing these NGOs that have no business being on our campus to come in here and rile up and what are you doing about unity and keeping people right now when it's supposed to be Christmas and people are talking about peace? What are you doing about it's Hanukkah and people are afraid to put a menorah on campus? What are you doing about that? But see, they hide behind their bureaucracy. And that's why when President Trump said I would get rid of the Department of Education, well, you know, I don't know if he can do that single handedly. Oh,
5: I, I don't want to interrupt it wh- what is a terrific... A monologue on your part because you're dead on accurate and I love your passion and I'm grateful that there are professors like you that are teaching our students but when you have the presidents of Harvard MIT and UPenn refusing to say whether calling for the genocide of Jews is bullying and harassment according to their codes of conduct, even going as far as to say it would need to turn to action first uh, I think your point is well taken Uh, Any other group, this would never be tolerated. It is a it is a disgrace. The level of anti semitism in on our college campuses and the halls of Congress, all throughout Europe and around the world, is repulsive. and And I will tell you, we better deal with this head on. Anyway, I appreciate your call. Keep doing great a great job with those kids. They need people like you. Listen, Christmas season is happening. And time for gift giving, parties, friends. You're going to get compliments everywhere you go if you're using all these great Genucell products. Right now, Genucell's most popular package is better than ever, 70% off. Just go to genucell.com, the best skincare in the world. You'll see forehead wrinkles wash away in a way, fine lines are gone. Skin redness is gone. Pesky bags and puffiness under your skin is gone. Even a sagging jawline will disappear. Linda, you use these products every day.
1: I do. And you know, with immediate effects, you see results sometimes in less than 12 hours. I don't know about you, but I'm in a hurry to look good. You're guaranteed you get your money back. And in every one of their most popular. I'm a
5: radio packages, guy. There's not much I could do. Listen,
1: we all need help, okay? Don't leave yourself out of this group. I'm telling you. In fact, for Christmas, Sean, I'm going to buy you. A Geniusell package that comes with the most amazing hyaluronic acid is just going to wipe those crow's feet away. All the pain and suffering of politics for 30 years gone in mere moments.
5: Go to com slash Sean right now, and if you mention my name, you get an additional 10% off your order. Order today, you are instantly upgraded to free express shipping. That's com slash Sean.
6: government's got problems he's got solutions america listens to the sean hannity show
5: All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. All right, Jason Smith with the whistleblowers before the powerful House uh, Ways and Means Committee. He'll join us tonight. Also, we'll check in with James Comer tonight. You don't want to miss that. Uh, We have Ted Cruz. Oh, Senator John Kennedy. It's been a while. We'll have him back. Lindsey Graham, set your DVR, Hannity, 9 Eastern, on Fox News. You'll never get from the media mob. We'll see you tonight. Back here tomorrow. Thank you for making this show possible.
6: we had a big bear of a man who was called Mal Evans who was on roadie and uh, mm-hmm. I was coming back on the plane and he said will you pass the salt and pepper?" and I misheard him <laughs> I said what? Sergeant Pepper
4: Listen to season two of McCartney A Life in Lyrics on the iHeart Radio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts My name is Chris Moody host of the new podcast Finding Matt Drudge